today on The Breakdown. It's Tom Durdwan time once again, and it's cash game time as well. He's going to play a pretty weird pot against David Viffer Pete. You know, the guy who calls us idiots all the time. Hey, we're going to do a podcast about that guy. We're going to do it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I got a question. Yeah. Who's the idiot? The guy who doesn't have a tattoo on his neck that says Viffer, or the guy that <laughs> does have a tattoo on his neck that says Viffer. Which person is more likely to be the idiot? I'm going to stay out of that particular pool. I'm, I'm just I'm asking, not, the, I'm not asking the audience. I don't okay. have an opinion on it. Great, great. It's just a question. All right. Just a right. normal random question. I think it's a fair question to yeah. ask, at least. It's uh, Yeah, it is a cash game. I don't think we've ever done a Tom Dwan tournament hand. I don't think Tom Dwan really plays tournaments, except for maybe the main event. Uh, we've ne- I've definitely seen him play some other sort maybe, of high-roller Maybe like type super high-roller stuff, yeah. One, one year, he actually made a uh, WPT final table back in the day and got oh, dad beat it out of it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, by the way, just to check in from that opening bit with Viffer and all that, so just to... Do you have a Viffer tattoo on your neck? And do I? I, I don't. Oh, okay. So it's not us. We're you, not the ones do with you? the... I do not. Okay. So does does David Pete have a Viffer tattoo? I think he does. I think he, he does. does. Okay. So just, just so as people can make their yeah. own you know, decisions about that. Yeah. That's, okay. that's a good idea. Great. Um, this hand was suggested by Holden Cantrell. Hey. So, you know, go ahead and do what Holden did and uh, include a timestamp, a YouTube link, and suggest on Twitter. We were at two poker guys, number two poker guys. That's correct. You know what else was suggested by Holden Cantrell? Uh, maybe just a little bit of compassion. Yes, a little bit more thought, perhaps. Yeah. If people could just take their time a little bit more. Like just kind Wait. of like appreciate the little things in your day. <laughs> Wave people into lanes the instead way, of instead of giving them the finger and not letting right. them in. The way the sunlight hits your countertops in the morning when you're drinking your coffee, you know, maybe respect that a little bit instead yeah. of just being like, "Uh, gotta go to work today." Maybe just a nice little bit of tea we, we with can, your book. We can all learn a lot from Holden Kentrell. <laughs> <laughs> just suggestions, by the way. So yeah. That's that's what I love about that guy. He's never pushy. No, he's just like, just think about it. This know? is just a thing that maybe would be nice for you. And that's and that's your choice. It's not my choice to make for you. And that's what's implied in everything that he's saying. And he doing. also, he's big on, you got to fold your laundry as soon as it's done in the dryer. Yeah, he knows just that. Kind of, it's like a life improvement thing. Overall, your life just feels a little bit better when you've done that. You know, you just get organized a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the wrinkles are less. I got to really work on that. Yeah, I know the wrinkles are less, but you also feel more organized. You know, yeah. you just go about your day and you feel like a little bit more complete. Yeah. And he knows about complete. Yeah. Thanks. Holden. Holden Crantel. Yeah. Thank Learned you so much. For Once me. again. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got a lot of airtime. I mean, that was great. I want to be holding Cantrell right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is from the Full Tilt Poker After Dark cash game previous to, you know, Full Tilt not being a thing anymore. Back when they were trying to reinvigorate it, I guess. Or is this old stuff? I can't. This really is old stuff. This is old stuff. It is in beautiful HD. It's freaking gorgeous. Yeah. The video is going to be really nice. I mean, you you should watch it naked. That's my suggestion. I should watch it naked. No, I'm gonna no the oh. people. I don't want you, you. You said you, and you looked right at me. No, so. you you wear clothes in the shower. <laughs> even that's my opinion. It's okay. I'm a never nude. Yeah, that's good. It's no problem. <laughs> uh, so it is a 400 to 800 game. The minimum buy-in is two hundred thousand dollars, and it's six max. So, so whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Why, why are we not playing in this game? I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. Ellie's in the game. Ellie. I mean, I'm just gonna say this. I'm just going to throw this out there. If Elliot Lezra is playing in a game, in a cash game, you should just sort of sell whatever you have to sell to get in that game. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, indicated by a couple of his decisions in this hand. In this hand in particular, yeah, it really stands the out The last to hand me. we did with Elliot Lezra was the one against Peter Eastgate on High Stakes Poker where he made a 
horrific river. Oh, yeah. I remember I was even going to try and defend it and just could not, right? That was you one of them. You were able to defend the turn play. Yeah, I yeah. I, I did the good, good but job. But the river is completely impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's so, going to be the case with this sand as well. Yeah, but he's the gar- he's one of the three garbage one humans. One of the many garbage humans. So who cares? I'm just giving people a future investment tip. If you see him playing <laughs> okay. in any cash game at any stakes, sell your car, sell your house, sell whatever. I don't think Get he actually listens to the podcast. I hope he doesn't because well, yeah. after we made that, that was a podcast only one. After we made that, he followed us on Twitter and like oh, liked no. it and retweeted it. Oh, he did, yeah. didn't he? Oh, he no. He must not have listened. Ellie, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry for yeah. saying it. I wouldn't have been so it was mean Jonathan. about it. It was Jonathan. I was just going for the jokes, although you really did butcher this hand. <laughs> you played <laughs> was, this hand terrible. It was all Jonathan Grant loves you. Yeah. Um, anyway. So this starts with David Oppenheim, who I haven't seen for a while. He was just... You know, on these games, but I haven't seen him around on TV for a while. Yeah, probably in a ditch somewhere. Still alive, living, but in a ditch. Cool. Trying to get out. Well, you know, ditch living is very eco-friendly. It's true. It's it's about the environment. It's about the world. Yeah. He's pro-world. Yeah. A neutral world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he has ace of spades, nine of clubs under the gun, and he opens to 2,500. That's pretty loose. But whatever, we're six-handed. It's totally, it's totally fine. I wouldn't do it, but whatever. It's fine. Dwan's at the table. Viffers. At the I table. wouldn't do it either, but it's fine. Antonius is in the big blind. You're David Oppenheim. You think you're better than all these guys? It's fine. Let's you're go. You're wrong. Um, he opens twenty five hundred, <laughs> four hundred, eight hundred. Ellie Elezra makes the first mistake that we really don't like. He calls plus one with yeah. ace five offsuit. That is just bad. He's not in the big blind or anything. He's just calling plus one with ace five offsuit. Not even on the button, which by the way would be a bad play, but not nearly as bad as this. Yeah, this is awful. I mean, you can three bet. Yeah, you can three bet or you can fold. Those are your only two choices, Ellie. But he decides to call plus yeah. one. Well, okay. I guess you have a third choice after all. Yeah. Actually, we might be five-handed for this hand at least. Really? Because Dwan's on the button. I don't remember seeing anybody in between him and Ellie, but maybe there was somebody I think that there folded. was, okay. but who cares? Dwan's on the button with six deuce of clubs, and he calls. Yeah. And I know that seems like a worse hand than ace-five off, but it's definitely not against Oppenheim's under-the-gun opening range. Um. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, it's a pretty loose call. By it Tom is, Dwan. but if it, I mean, if it was offsuit, it would be a horrible call. It would be impossible, it, an impossibly bad call. This is just a bad call that's not as bad yeah. as Ellie's Ace Five, right? Right, that's correct. Okay, it's yeah. a bad call though. Yeah, it is. Viffer's in the small blind with seven six offsuit, and he's going to call. Apparently, what the hell? We're just yeah. everyone's getting in the action. Antonius here. makes a reasonable decision. He's in the big blind with Queen Eight off, and he calls. That's an easy call. That's 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 the, the only obvious call. Everyone else should probably not be calling. That is all. Slash opening. Yes, yeah. but at least I think David Oppenheim's decision is the second best decision so far in this hand. It's like an episode of Poker Time over here. It kind of yeah. is. All right, so the pot is pretty big because everybody freaking called. I mean, come on. It's $13,500. Discipline, people. No, thank you. Um, the flop is 10 of clubs, 4 of hearts, 7 of clubs. Now, I know there's a lot of hands out there, so I'm going to boil it down for you. Great. There's three garbage humans and two people who are not garbage humans in this hand. The non-garbage humans are Viffer with 6-7 off, so he's flopped middle pair, and Dwan with 6-deuce of clubs, so he's flopped uh, flush draw. Great. Everyone else has nada. Nothing. And Zippo. I think... Zilch. Even though there is not much action on the flop, and it seems boring... One of the decisions made on the flop really kind of informs what happens in the hand. Sure. And that is that everybody checks, including Tom Dwan on the button in position with the flush draw. Are we just going to let the whole Ellie check thing go by? Ellie checks? I'm kidding, obviously. It's fine. <laughs> that's, that's a good decision by Yeah. Him. Okay. So Dwan checks the flush draw in position against everybody. Yeah. That's an interesting play. What does he accomplish by this? What does he miss out on by this? Um, well, he accomplishes a few things by this. Number one... 
He accomplishes a little bit of deception because people generally would expect, especially Tom Dwan and players like Tom Dwan, to bet their flush draws. Yes. Um, he also accomplishes not getting check raised. Yes. Which is kind of great because, you know, there's the two blinds. I mean, there's so many people in this pot. You don't really think a bet is going to take it down right now, right? That's That was going to be my key point. Yeah. was like, you don't really feel like you have fold equity here. When you bet a draw, you either want immediate or future fold equity. And you really don't have immediate fold equity most of the time here. And future fold equity is questionable with this many opponents. By the way, we also have a bad flush draw and everyone's in the pot. So like sometimes we can get there and it can be bad. Like we just want to be a little careful anyway. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the idea of checking this hand with this many people in the pot specifically. I agree, but it's not expected necessarily. Agreed. Agreed. Which is a good, a good reason to do it. Yeah. Because it's deceptive. It mitigates your variance. You don't get in these really bad spots in the flop where you end up calling a check raise because you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. There's there's some and there's some value to betting other kinds of flush draws like the nut flush draw. I like a bet much much more because we can accomplish some things, right? We can accomplish folding out other aces. Yes. So like if we could fold out, for example, Oppenheim's ace nine, right? And then if an ace hits, we're much more likely to be good. And we get to maybe get it in, not get it in, but get money in against other flush draws that right. are smaller than We us. don't mind bad flush draws calling us yeah. now. Tom doesn't want any other flush draw to call him, but they are going to. Um, the nut flush draw also plays much easier against check raises and things like that. I mean, we can still be in bad spots, but it's not nearly as bad as the six high flush draw. I mean, you can, depending on the size, you can consider folding the six high flush draw if somebody check raises big enough here. Yeah, that's right. The nut flush draw, obviously, you're never folding. It's an easy decision. It seems hard to imagine. Yeah. All right, so he does check, which is interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Um, everybody else's check seems pretty normal. Like Oppenheim is yeah. the original razor. He's flopped nothing against four players. It's not really worth taking a shot. This is how we know it isn't poker time because on poker time, somebody takes a shot no matter what on the flop. Almost There's always. a lot of shots taken. Yeah, like I don't care how many people are here. I don't care if it that what that board is. I'm firing anyway, and it works actually more often than I would guess. But mm-hmm. you know, it's still not necessarily a profit. You know where play. you can take your shot, Jonathan, and uh, all of the listeners out there. The Bitcoin Emporium? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Also known as Nitrogen Sports Poker that's Room. That's right. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is an online poker room where we play. And if you use the link in the description of this podcast, you get to play with the poker guys. Yeah. There's exclusive poker guys only sit and goes, tournaments, free rolls, bounty things, uh, fashion shows, anything you want, really. Yeah. You Can you yada, yada, yada poker, by the way? What do you mean? Like, I sat down at the table. I had, you know, 2K in front of me. It was a 5-10 game. Yada, yada, yada. I walked away with nothing. Can you do that? Or do you have to be a little more? Is that related to this advertising? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you sounded like you were doing a little Seinfeld thing in there. So I started to think of the yada, yada, yada episode. Oh. <laughs> I'm becoming more and more difficult during these ads, aren't I? Yeah. You I feel know, like I'm, I, I'm trying to put put our food on the table here. And you're messing with my stuff. Ever since, you do the rest of the ad, Levy. Right, that's it's fair. on you. Let's I just go. like to say, ever since I started doing that thing where I repeated every time you said put the link in the description, I've been like kind of subverting your ad. Why don't you go ahead reading. and finish the ad sure, off? Sure. Do as good of a job as I do. Great. Do better even. Okay. Please. So um, the thing about nitrogen, of course, is Bitcoin only. You get your money on and off very, very quickly. We're talking five to 20 minutes quickly. Way better than all those other online sites. Yada, so yada, yada. Super, super sweet. Got to be a little louder, right? Five I think. to yada, yada, yada minutes. Um, but you got to use the link in the description when you sign up otherwise you do not get to play with the poker guys get access to cool stuff etc etc so you know do that sign up to for nitrogen sports poker at uh and use the link in the description to do so just don't be don't be like that funny during that 
because I was getting it because I felt like oh, someone has to do this now. Like it used to be your problem. Now it's my problem. So I have to do it. <laughs> yeah, but you can be funny while you do it. I was way busy just getting through it. Also, I felt like we spent so much time on this. I'm like, let's just get through this so we can. I mean, are people just going to listen to this forever? I this think ad? we should just do an entire podcast as just an ad. I think Nitro will be okay with that. Yeah. For at least a little while. Yeah. At one time. Yep. Anyway, back to the hand. Yeah. So nobody's bet the flop. So the pot remains the same 13,500. Okay. 10 of clubs, four of hearts, seven of clubs was the flop. Viffer has six, seven, and Tom Dwan has six deuce of clubs in this five way pot. The turn is a three of spades. It gives both of them a gut shot. The board is 10, 6, 4? Nope. No. 10, 7, 4. 10, 7, 4. That makes so much more sense. Good. And now a 3. Yeah. And uh, so that gives both of them a gut shot. It yeah. also gives Ellie a double gutter. Right. I don't think Ellie knows he has a double gutter. Well, let's, let's wait till we get. Let's wait till it's time to talk about that. All right. So on this three of spades, Viffer still has middle pair and the gut shot. He very reasonably bets seven thousand. Yes. This is mostly for protection, and sometimes you can get a little value. Yeah, I mean, it's fine just to win the pot right now. Yeah. With especially with a, as weak a hand as we have, which does rate to be the best hand, and is in fact the best hand. Yep. Patrick Antonius folds his queen eight. As soon as Patrick folds as Viffer, you'll be like, all right, this is good. Like yeah. we usually win. David Oppenheim folds his ace nine. Yep. That Ellie makes sense. Lezrov. Folds his double double gut shot with the ace high. Um, also, he does it instantly, like as if he has no sense at all that he made a double gutter on the turn. He must not. He must not see that he has a double gutter now. He must not. And look, we all make mistakes. So right. in some ways, it's not fair to kill Ellie for this. But in another way, it's totally fair to kill Ellie for this, right? Like we're paying thousands of dollars in this pot right now. Like playing big money poker. Our only job is to know what our hand is and to play this game right now. Yeah. And Ellie doesn't know what his hand is or doesn't understand what is the value of his hand. Maybe he thinks because there's a flush draw, he doesn't want to call with dirty, dirty outs. I don't know. I'm trying Why to would think. we call with ace-five off in the first place if I, when we turn a double gutter, we don't call in position a reasonable bet? Against an aggressive player who bet into us. I, I can't imagine any reason at all to do anything but call here. I guess you could raise, but folding is absurd. And that is what I have to say about that. Ellie. Come on, bro. I want you to succeed. I want you to do better than that. Yeah. But this time, no. No. So no. now it's on Tom Duan, okay. and he's not folding. No, he's got the, the flush draw and the straight draw. So is there value in raising here? Yes. And the value of that would be, one, fold equity. Now yeah. we're heads up, and Viffer could have a lot of things that he's bet folding, like the hand he has. He might consider bet folding strongly here. Sure, he'd have to strongly consider Yeah. Um, two, we get to build a pot with... a. Uh, you know, combo draw. It's not so bad. No, not bad. Right. Any problems with raising? Um, sure. We could be raising. We could be ultimately valuing ourselves in lots of ways, right? Yeah, Viffer could have a higher flush draw. Or Viffer could just have a big hand, which he decides to put in another bet, and we blow ourselves off of our own big draw. Right, because our in-name combo draw isn't really good enough to stand a three bet on the turn. No, because we could be up against hands that have got us in so much flush draw jail that we actually really can't afford to call. Like, like, we could Viffer call, could have, get there, and lose. Viffer could have ace-five of clubs. Right. Like, like, like we yeah. could call, either get there and lose, or call, miss and lose. Call, improve, and lose. Call, improve, and fold, because we're, you know, we're bluffed. Like, so many bad outcomes, so few good ones. We're going to have to fold if we get three-bet when we're this deep. Yeah. So, there's, there's pros and cons. Um, I mean, when there's this many people in, I don't mind a call at all. Well, like, Viffer can have a lot of hands. Now. No, I understand, but the fact that Viffer decided to bet oh, all yeah. these people. By the way, a straight got there on the turn. Yes, like, Viffer could have a straight. He could have the nuts. Yeah, he easily could. No so, problem. So, I mean, there just doesn't seem to me a lot of... It doesn't seem like a great idea to And raise. he clearly has all 12 combos that we know exist of the nuts as Dwan because he has 6-7 off, so... Right. 
Why wouldn't he have the five six off? There's no reason. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we block, yeah, we block the six as you're saying, so it's twelve combos, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good reason to call because Viffer is uncapped here. Yeah. I mean, he probably doesn't have a set of tens, but really, that doesn't matter that much. He has all the other sets, all the other two pairs. He has the straight. He has bigger flush draws. There's too many poopy things that can happen. That's what they say in poker. Yes. But yes. obviously, we can't fold as Dwan. No. We call, and we're going to probably fold a lot of rivers. Yeah. Maybe make a play once in a while. Whatevs. Whatevs, bro. Maybe, maybe improve, and that would be nice, too. I love improving on the river, especially, when yeah. it's like, oh, I got you. Yeah, it's nice. And then I they jump up, and I cheer afterwards and i tell them they're bad and then they cry and i lick the tears you lick the tears if, off of what if you make your opponent cry you lick the tears right off their face oh uh, you don't do that no what I, do you do with the tears I, you have a little cup and you let the drop into the cup and you you drink the tears oh, you don't lick like them. later later i guess yeah, that, you that's seal. a way to like extend the moment you know because when i do it i lick the tears it's over right away like the moment is better than your moment but it's over right away. If you keep it in a little cup and you wait later, then you can relive the moment. You don't even see the the whole picture on this, and that's clear. Okay, well, I need you to break it down for you me. You hate money, clearly. Yeah, I guess so. Because you don't you don't drink the tears later. You sell the tears. Oh. What do you think everybody wants? Oh. What do you I think? didn't even see that angle. Yeah, I'm getting that now. Uh, doy, I have this Ferrari. I'm just going to throw it out because I don't want it anymore. Doy, <laughs> I bought it three months ago. It's perfect, in perfect condition. It cost me $500,000. Put in the garbage. That's you right now. It's <laughs> a pretty strong analogy. Yeah, I just wanted to draw it so you could really see. I get it now. The situation. But uh, Tom Dwan's not throwing away money. He's calling with his yeah. flush dry and, and his, uh, his gut shot. Sounds right. All related to the thing I was saying. Mm. Uh, so the pot is now $27,500. Heading to the river, we have Viver with 6-7 on a board of, I'm missing the board, 10, 4, 7, and 3 on the turn, 2 clubs. And Dwan's got 6 deuce of clubs. Yeah. The river brings a flush for Tom Dwan. It's the queen of clubs. It's a good card. You would think that the only way Duan's going to get action is if it was like the five of clubs. That would be the good... seven of clubs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but Viffer, Viffer makes a weird, weird decision here. It, I guess it's a blocker bet, but is it even that? Because he bets $2,000 into 27500 I mean, it's a blocker bet. What is? It's definitely a blocker bet. What else could it possibly be? It, put, it puts you in a weird spot if you get raised, right? Yeah, because sure. it's not really a traditional blocker bet. Then a blocker bet, you're bet folding for the most part. I mean, sometimes you bet fold, sometimes you bet to induce, right? But that's not really a blocker bet. If you're okay, to you're induce. right. You're right. It's not an actual blocker bet. Yeah. You're just trying to make something look like a blocker bet. Fair enough. Yeah, this is a blocker bet. Like the Queen of Clubs came, and we're betting two thousand with middle pair. It's a blocker bet. Yeah, but it puts you in a weird spot against a thinking player because it's such a weak play. But that when you get raised, when you have something like a seven on this board. You're not necessarily dead as often as you would be if you bet, you know, 9K as a blocker bet. And nine into how much? 27. Oh, because it's so small, you're saying. Yeah. That's why. Okay. I'm saying people are going to pounce on it a lot more often. Agreed. Agreed. Like, and people are going to... It puts you in a weird spot because people are going to bluff more often, and also people are going to have a much wider raising value range because they're just going to have to get value out of some of their stronger hands when you bet this small. They can't let you just get away with 2K on the river. That's probably true. Yeah, like you almost never have a flush when you bet 2K in the river unless you're trying to induce a raise. I right? think doing this against Tom Dwan is just asking for trouble. You're going to end up leveling yourself if he decides to put in an aggressive action, and it's going to be really hard to make the right decision. Um, sure, sure. I mean, you could have a plan. 
which is if he raises, I'm calling, or if he raises, I'm folding before you do it. That's kind of a good idea. Is that a good idea on a club? I guess you could say if he raises, I'm folding on a club. I mean, look, we shouldn't be betting on this club. No. What are we beating right now? Uh, nothing. Why are we betting 2K? What are we hoping is going to happen? I mean, we're maybe hoping we, Tom maybe says we get, call and we have him and we're, he has like a four or something. Maybe we right? get called by a four. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying yeah. to get called by a four. And we're betting so little we think he's just going to feel forced to call, right? Is it worth it, though? Who cares? It's 2K into 27K. If, if we feel like we're not going to be able to play well when he raises and we're going to be inducing a lot of raises when we have this, this part of our range, I think we should not do it. This hand plays so much better as a check. Yes. Check and often fold because the only thing we can beat really is a missed straight draw, right? Yeah, just a weird, like, ace-five. We can beat ace-five. Yeah, ace-five. That's right. That's exactly maybe it. Yes. So, yeah. I guess we can, yeah, there's not much else. Tom Brown, I guess, could turn, like, a baby pair into a bluff on the river if he really wanted to. But Viffer might also just be giving up with his straight draw. I think Viffer got a little fancy here. You're supposed to just check. Hope Dwan checks back with his four or his three, and we're like, okay, good. We got to win with the seven somehow here. That was a bad river card, but I guess we made it. Yeah. You know? But instead, he bets 2K. Yeah. I hate it. I don't like it either. Okay. I don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. It seems very bad. I think we're supposed to check fold most of the time, even against Tom I think Dwan. so. I don't think we're supposed to bet at all. But I think if we're going to bet, it should be a bit bigger. Yeah, more like a normal size bet. So yeah. he, so that way it defines what's going on much more, right? Yeah. Bet, bet 10, 11K. Which is still thir- a mistake. 13K. I don't like any of this. But like you bet 13K even. Now, Tom, if he raises, is saying, oh, you're repping a real hand. And I'm saying, actually, if you bet 13K, you might fall out a better hand. That's a reason to bet 13K. Yeah. I mean, if you, bet, pay- if you bet 13K, it looks like you have something like Queen 10 or a flush yourself. Yeah. So that's like has some value at least. Yeah. But, like, this bet isn't going to fold out a better hand. And it's not going to help you define anything if Duan raises at all because it's such a small bet. It's, it's just going to level you. I mean, here's the thing. You could have a plan to bet 2K with this hand and call the raise because you think Duan's raising too often here. That's okay. But the I'm prob- okay with that. But the problem is, what does Duan have? Um, he could have a small pair that he, he sort of sees through all this, and he's like, ah, my, my pair's no good. I have to raise. Yeah, but that's what we're down to, really. That or, or a five. five. Or a straight draw. That's it, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it kind of has to be ace-five. has to be a double gutter. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't He's it? not calling with just a gutter on the turn. You could have a pair and a straight draw. Okay, four-five. That's still a pair. That's just a baby pair on the river, actually. Yeah, four-five. Yeah, but whatever. Who cares about yeah. the kicker with the four? It's just a four, right, on the river. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So this is bad. I mean, this feels like very clearly a check, and I would probably fold to a bet because when the club comes in and Tom bets, as we've said, we're only beating gut shots. And if Tom, some, Tom somehow turns a baby pair into a bluff, which is unexpected. Yeah. Like he might just check it back and be like, cool, cool. I might win because you missed your straight. All right. So now you're Dwan. You've made the flush on the river, and Viffer has somehow bet 2000 to 27500 Yeah. Clearly, we have to raise here. It's yeah. We can't. We can't let him. Like this is like him forcing us to check back. Right. I mean, if if Viffer bet twenty k, it's a call and it's an uncomfortable call. Yeah. It's like he probably has me, but my hand's too good. Right. If Viffer bets even like ten, eleven k, we might have to just call. We could consider raising, but we probably should just call because it's harder to get value out of the worst hands. Yeah. But we know as Duan right now, not only do we have to raise just because this is like. We have to get more value for our made hand. Like actually get the implied odds yeah. we were going for. 2K is less than the raise was pre-flop from Oppenheim. I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. Um, but also because, I mean, we I, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a whole thing, and it was it's just, it just faded gone. right away. Went away. There's a really good reason. There's another reason he should be raising here. 
Um, oh, I think maybe I found it. Because we're probably are going to attack these kinds of bets a lot. Yes. So we got to do it when we have a flush. Right. We can't get all nitty when we have a flush. Like, this is a good hand. Yep. And it's a baby flush, but it's still, we, we rate to have the best hand so I mean, often. we just can't let Viffer get away with this. Right. That's the main reason. And Viffer likes to do these weird baby bets. He did yep. it against Negranu. Remember that? Yep. Negranu had top set. And Negranu just called on the river with top set because it was possible to have a straight, I think. And uh, and I think Viffer bet, min bet turn and river, and Negranu went call, call. Yeah, he bet like. I think four hundred into sixty thousand or something like something that. something absolutely crazy. Negrano let him get away with it, and I'm sure Negrano learned from that and decided that wasn't going to happen again, especially against a player right. like that. But yeah, like so as Duan, we've we've seen this game too many times. We're not going to let this happen. So as Duan, clearly we're raising. Yeah, how do we want to size it? Okay, I know what I want to do because when we were watching this, I I was advocating a very large raise, like forty five k. I said forty five k, so that's like way more than the pot. Yeah, because. I want it to look like I'm trying to get him. To, I have got a straight draw and I missed. I'm trying to get him to fold, and, so, to induce a hero. And Viffer knows Duan, and they've played a lot together. And yeah. we know Duan is capable of making huge river raises without having it. Like Absolutely. we saw against Phil Locke when Phil Locke bet something like 5,500 on the river and Viffer raised to 84,000. Duan did, but yes. Oh, yeah, Duan, right. excuse me. Yeah. And, and that was as a bluff. As a bluff. It was yeah. pretty outrageous. And it worked. Of course it did. Yeah, it's Phil Locke. He's never going to call. He had one pair. He can't call. Can't do it. I don't blame him. I wouldn't call either. Right. So because Dwan has that type of reputation, I I kind of agree with your thought that we should just go go big. Like Dwan does choose a size that's twenty three thousand six hundred. It's relatively big. It's almost the size of the pot before Viffer bet. Yeah, but it's if if Viffer had checked, Dwan probably would have bet like what nineteen thousand, yeah. something like that. I so mean, it's... I believe if we did the math, and of course it would be subjective. Uh, Viffer's call frequency would allow for forty five thousand to be more profitable. Like, I, I gotta believe call that's frequency. right. Yeah, have to believe that it's very, very similar. His call frequency twenty four k and forty five k. Yeah, so I think that might be a slight mistake from Duan not to size it up a bit more. Yeah, but you can't really kill him for it. No, and also Duan is doing this with a lot of knowledge of their history and when Viffer has made these baby bets and what what, what sizes he's raised it to and what he's had and all of that. Of course, and so. You know that may that may play into it also. Duan may also decide that he's doing that really big raise for better flushes, and this is for the smaller flushes. So that way, if he gets three bet, he can fold the smaller flush, cost him less money. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. Now, it, of course, there is some, there are some issues with raising as Duan, although we do have to do it for all the reasons we said. But like getting three bet is the worst. Yeah, it sucks. We're gonna have to strongly, str- we're gonna have to fold most of the time if we get yeah. three bet. Because it's like, oh, good job, Viffer. You did induce. Congratulations. You got me. Yeah. Like, like well done. You have, you have the nut flush, I guess. Now, the problem is I don't think I've ever seen Viffer do that when he does these ba- baby bets. We haven't seen him play all that much. I haven't, anyway. Right. I've seen him play some on the big game, a little bit in this game, too, and that's it. I've never seen one of his baby bets not be a blocker bet that right. I'm aware of. Well, that's too bad. I mean, if it's not so bad, I think, if he has in his range. I mean, he shouldn't be betting this hand ever. Ever. This is a clear check. It's a clear check, but... Like, if you're going to have baby bets in your range against a guy like Duan, you should be inducing sometimes. Like, of course. And your three bets should probably be any hand with an ace of clubs in it, either the nut flush or the nut flush blocker. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. If you've got the ace of clubs, you can pretty much feel free to bet 2,000. The problem is now you're worried. To, the reason why he probably wouldn't do that is because he'd be worried he bets 2,000, Duan's going to call with this one pair of hands. Yeah. And then he loses instead of making a bigger bet and winning with the, with the ace of clubs in his hand, right? Right. That's, that's, the, that's why it's really hard to pull this off with just the naked ace of clubs in your hand. 
Right, but you can't just do it with a nut flush. I agree. Yeah. So maybe once in a blue moon, you have to do it with the ace of clubs, and it's a really weird play that the poker guys might see and not understand. Yeah. Like, why would you ever bet 2,000 with this hand? Game theory disaster. And then you can call them an idiot on YouTube. Right. And not explain why. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but like that, yeah, you'd have to be a little bit balanced there or have some other way of raising. But having the nut blocker seems like the best possible way to do it. Right. But Viffer's doing it with the wrong part of his range here. It does seem to be the case. All right. So Dwan raises. That's, you know, a clearly... Elementary. Right, it's the right decision. Now Viffer should fold, right? I mean, most of the time he should fold. I mean, we have a very bad part of our range here. Here's what I want Viffer to do. I want Viffer to either call quickly or fold quickly. I want Viffer to have a plan and follow through on that plan. That's what I'm rooting for. Or else don't bet 2K. Right. And... Admittedly, no limit, it's not as easy to have a plan because they can size it any way they want, right? So, But Dwan size is kind of normal sizing. Yeah. So that's the thing. If we were going to have a plan for a raise, this would probably be our most, our quickest plan. Like the most likely plan we're ever going to have is if you raise some normal thing, I'm going to do this. If it's abnormal, I'm going to have to figure it out, right? Like when Phil locked bet 5,500 and Dwan raised to 84,000, I don't expect Phil to have a plan for that. No, that's not something you plan for. You never have a plan for that. That happens once in your life. But the, getting raised to about 24K after betting two is something that should happen a fair amount in these spots, right? When, when the pot's 27, when, when you yeah, start. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, relati- relatively speaking, in terms of the ratios right. of our bet size to the raise size to the pot size and things like that on the river with this kind of a board in this kind of a spot, right? As Viffer, we've probably been here a lot. We yes. should absolutely know in this kind of spot what we want to do when this happens. Right. And I think most of the time the answer is fold. Maybe against Juan specifically, we think he's just going to jump on my 2K bet so often I actually have to call with this hand. That's fine too. I don't think that's right, but it might be fine. But then we should probably just call if we're going to do that. That's, neither of those things happen. Though. No, he's taking a while. He starts talking to Dwan. And uh, this comes back to what we said on the flop. Viffer starts saying, oh, I think you would have bet a flush draw on the flop. Yes. Which, you know, so now we see a little bit of the value of Dwan checking back the flush draw on the flop. I mean, look, if you're Viffer and you believe that most of the time Dwan's going to bet the flush draw on the flop, which is not crazy to think, you might wonder, does Dwan really have many raises in him on the river that aren't flushes? I think he probably has some because we bet so little. I think he's probably supposed to raise his good two pairs and better. Because we bet 2,000. Yeah, like, right. screw you, Viffer. You can't get away with right. that. If, he bet, if, we, if we have Viffer bet like 9,000 even, then he's probably not going to be able to raise no, those hands I don't for think value. So. Right. But we sort of open it up to a lot more potential value now. Right. And so now that there is so much value because we, Dwan just can't let us get away with 2K, we should fold. Yeah. Even though it is a little tricky that he checked back the flush draw on the flop. It I doesn't mean, mean it's impossible. There's a lot of hands we can eliminate from Dwan, though, right? Like, we can eliminate queen 10. He almost never has queen 10. He usually would have bet top pair on the flop. Yeah, we can eliminate flop sets for the most part. Yeah, Viffer is eliminating flushes. Let's let's go with that for now. Okay. Like, what's left? What two pair are there? There's straights. turn. There's turn straights that he didn't raise. Yeah. Which is possible. Certainly. Um, what else? Uh, there's some other weird two pairs, I guess. Yeah. But not too many. No, not queen four suited, queen seven suited. Yeah. Maybe you could actually have two pair on the turn that isn't with a 10 in it. So like seven, four. Yeah. Stuff like that, um, which he just calls because Viffer can really have anything. Yeah. It's not crazy. Viffer can have the nuts and stuff like that. And then on the river, Viffer bet's so small you could raise them maybe. Maybe. It's close. Seven, four is a, is a really close raise because you'd be worried about Game three disaster spots. Yes, you would. It's like, can he call me with, with even a queen here? I don't know. Depends on my rep in our history, I guess. But well, you, you would assume not, right? Yeah, but you're Tom Dwan. So that's that's, maybe so. that's the rep part, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just don't think we can categorically eliminate flushes just because we want to. 
I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen this before, actually. We saw Patrick. No, it's a, is it Igor Kurganov or Patrick Antonius? I think it's Igor Kurganov who played that hand and the uh, EPT against the amateur, who the amateur checked back the nut flush draw on the flop. I don't and remember this. I think it was Kurganov. And he, um, he turned, he rivered, no, he turned two pair. And the uh, and the guy called because the guy had the king queen of whatever king queen of spades or something like that. So the guy and it was jack ten on the board and Kurganov like had jack ten and a bet and the guy called. I don't even really know. If oh, you're thinking of Ola Shemian? It was Shemian. I was just yeah. about to say I don't really think it was Kurganov. Yeah, um, Shemian. Yeah, I mean, and then Shemian... the ace of spades comes on the river like the nightmare card for Shemian yeah. and he bet calls. Yeah, but I remember we did the podcast and by the end we actually justified it. I think oh, we, we could? figured out that it was okay. Even though it seems crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't remember exactly what the reasoning but was. The point within it, though, is that we really believe that Shemian was sure this guy's never checking back a flush draw on the flop. Right. So then he can eliminate all of that. And when you, once you eliminate that, it's a pretty easy call. Yes. Because what's this guy raising me with? Like, I'm supposed to be able to have a flush here. So how can he raise? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but all it took was that guy checking the flop to completely mess up everything, you know? Right. And that's what's kind of happening here, too, right? Yeah. And uh, Viffer is messed up, obviously, because he calls. He, he went, makes the call with just the seven. He butchered this thing. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, it all, you have to call pre. It all stems back to choosing to bet the river at all. Right, of that, course. That's the worst decision. The turn bet is, is perfectly fine. He could bet the river in normal size, but really, we both agree, this is a check and probably a fold. Right. right. Like sometimes, I would just check fold. Sometimes a bad card comes, and it's time to give up. You know, yeah. that, that happens. Or we could check and decide to hero, I guess, because we're like, Dwan doesn't have very many queens, especially when it's the queen of clubs. He doesn't have very many clubs, and he doesn't have very many queens. So I'm going to check call because all the straights miss, and that feels like more likely. I'm not sure what else he can bet. The straights got there on the turn. What are you talking about? No, no, the straights that called on the turn. The straight draws? The straight draws, yeah. The straight okay. draws that called. Like so the, the ace, fives. Ace five only? It doesn't have to be. No, it's just any five, right? Doesn't Four five? To, oh, no, it's not. Is a five a gut shot by itself? Yeah, just a gut shot, though. But yeah, the double gutter is the ace five. Yeah. But what about five eight? No, that's not a double gutter. Well, I wish it was because that would be easier. No. I can't see the board. What's the board? It's uh, seven ten, four. Ten seven four three on the turn. Oh, three on the turn. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes it tougher. We're just supposed to fold. Yeah, we're supposed to fold because there's very few straight draws, and the flush came there, and that Tom has a lot of flushes. This is a little bit Tom Dwan getting paid for his reputation and yes. a little bit Viffer getting fancy play syndrome. Yes. And also just sort of like believing that there's fancy play syndrome can act a few different ways. One of the ways is you think your opponent is being fancy all the time. Right. And that's not really happening here. Dwan wasn't fancy. The check on the flop, I guess, is like slightly fancy. I mean, is it? I mean, I feel like we've just gotten so used to people betting their flush draws that we think it's weird to not bet your six high flush draw on the yeah. flop when really... I mean, old school poker, no one would do that, you know? And it's like, it's Doyle Brunson taught everyone about semi-bluffing, and here we are, yep. which is fine. But five ways, probably we should check our six high flush draw on the flop, especially when we're on the button. I agree. So so I don't even know if that's fancy. Like, yeah. raising raising the river, not actually fancy either. He didn't play it fancy. He just played it... I mean, he called pre with six deuce of clubs. Yeah, that's a bit much. Everyone lost their mind pre, who, though. Who played it worse, Ellie or Viffer? Uh... I probably Ellie probably, but he only lost twenty five hundred bucks. Well, okay, but that's just you know because of circumstance. We certainly yeah. see him lose a lot more than that. Oh yeah, like so, against Peter Eastgate. We yeah, we lost, lost like a hundred or gay or yeah, whatever it was. Like that yeah. was pretty bad. That was really bad. I'm still gonna go with Ellie played it worse. What do you think? Do you think it's Viffer? I think his decisions were worse decisions, but they weren't as magnified because he didn't call twenty four thousand dollars in the river when he really shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean. 
at least Fiffer's not calling 24K on the river against like a nit. Yeah. That would be way like worse. Dan Harrington raising. Right, right. You're yeah. like, what are you doing, man? You know, like at least it's a guy, a guy who's really capable of not having it. Yeah, Viffer could be right here sometimes. So that's 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 a point in his favor. Yeah, that's all I got. But that's a point in his favor. Yep. So is the neck tattoo right? <laughs> who is the greater idiot? <laughs> the idiot who calls the others idiots, or the I where don't are you know, going? What are you doing? Or the idiot with the neck tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all of those out there with neck tattoos. Um, Let's say Viffer. Yeah. Which is at least two of you. Probably. Yeah. He's a listener. He loves it. He might be a listener. I don't know. I would highly doubt it. I'm going to go with no. Just because he wrote that one comment that He's, one time. Some Somebody he knows saw that we did a YouTube video featuring him where, honestly, we weren't very mean to him or anything. I think no, it was we perfectly weren't. fine. He actually won the hand. I think the, the hand was called Phil Ivy Tricked. By, by, or, no, yeah, Phil Ivy something by, by Tricky, Tricky Viffer. Viffer. Yeah, yeah, Tricky Viffer. And Viffer won the hand. Confused and by Tricky he was, Viffer. He, I, I don't remember the specifics. We, so we is... critiqued him for, I think, not betting the turn when he had, oh, he, like... Oh, well, he snap-checked back two pair on the turn, I think Right, it was. and we were like, it's weird to snap-check there instead of, And then of like we made thinking. a lot of points about it, and he said, no, I did it for this, this, and this reason, you idiots. Yeah. And we had actually addressed all those points. So... Hey, who can even remember? Yeah. We obviously have no memory at all of this, that the thing that Viffer wrote. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, hopefully uh, someone will show him this one, too, because we're probably going to be meaner to him in this one. And uh, Oh, we're going to destroy him. I hope he one. calls us lots of names on, on the YouTube channel. I really do. I, I'm, yeah, I'm rooting for that. You know, I always root for Viffer or Helmuth to call us names. It's always fun. It seems to always happen. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see if we can get it going this time. All right. Sounds good. All right, let's go make that video. All I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave him so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.